Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. The Lord bless you this great day. It's a day the Lord's made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Well, it's been uh, a little over two weeks ago. There was a tragic accident that affected uh, many people's lives, and uh, and I'm going to tell you the story a, a little bit about it. So you can be praying for the family and the community. But uh, a lot of you know that I went to Greenleaf Academy for a couple of years, my first two years of of high school. Had the greatest time ever. Met my best friends uh, there, and they're still today my best friends after 50 years. And uh, they, the girls um, made it to the district championship basketball game this year. And uh, on the way to the game, the head coach and his wife, uh, the Biddicks, uh, were ran into by a car that ran a stop sign, and she was killed, and he was in, been in intensive care. A horrible, horrible tragedy. And I just, it, it broke my heart, and I actually shared that day on the legislature, to the legislature about that, and we prayed for them as a state, and we prayed for them as a church. But I would ask you, even though it's several weeks after, that you would continue to pray for the Greenleaf community. One of them was a school teacher, too. I don't know which one. I can't remember. But uh, at Greenleaf, and, and Greenleaf's a small community, a small school, Christian school that's awesome. I mean, I... I have my memories are tremendous of Greenleaf, and I try to support them in any way I can. But be praying for the school, for the Biddick family, for the Greenleaf community, as it's a tight knit, small community that God to be with them. In fact, let's pray now, and then I'll get into what I'm going to share. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love. We thank you that we have an eternal home for those who believe in you. And Lord, we're so sorry about the accident that happened in Greenleaf. We're so sorry not to lose this wonderful woman and her husband being injured. I thank you, Lord, that we have life eternal for those who believe, and they believed in you. But God, bring peace to Greenleaf. Bring peace to the school and to all the girls on the basketball team that were affected by this. Lord, I just ask your presence there, and God, bless the school. God, overwhelm this school. Lord, it is touching lives, and I'm thankful for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm going to switch gears real fast, folks, because I've got to switch gears or I get sad and teary-eyed, and I just I want to be able to share and share with you. But I want to be honest with you, too. And I want you to know there's needs out there. You know, this year at the legislature, I have prayed for more families. There has been, I don't know how many of our representatives have lost their mother or their father this year. I've, it seems like I'm praying every week for a, a loss in a family. It's been the strangest year ever. But uh, most of them have such great stories about their uh, parents. And one of them just recently passed said, well, my mom is Jesus now. So realizing that, hey, this world, this world's going to pass away and we're going to be with him, those who believe in him. So anyway, let's move forward. I'm going to go into Galatians. And Galatia, uh, Paul writes this letter to the church at Galatia. And uh, it's, a, it's a very straightforward letter. Uh, Book. I love the Galatians. I love Ephesians, Colossians, uh, there and Philippians. They're wonderful. But this is how it starts out in chapter one. I'm not going into chapter one today, but Paul and Apostle sent not from men nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me to the churches at Galatia. So this is written to the churches at Galatia. And as you know, even in this world today, 
There are no perfect churches. There are some churches that may be claimed to be perfect and may be claimed to be the church. I've got news for you. The church is all those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for their sins and he rose again. That is the church. That is what it's about. And if we don't believe that, we're certainly not the church. But Galatia, like some churches, they had they had issues too. And so Paul was encouraging them, encouraging them in many ways, you know, to, to live in freedom, the freedom of Jesus Christ and believing in him and putting their faith in him and realizing it's about faith and believing and about running a good race and obeying the truth and living by the Spirit. Yes, living by the Spirit of Almighty God. So, in fact, he says in verse 16 of the fifth chapter, So I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. How true is that? When we walk in the Spirit of God, we're not going to gratify the uh, things of the world in our lives. And that sometimes we just need to get a clean slate and say, Lord, help me. Help me not to get caught up in the world. To be God conscious. Folks, I want to be God conscious. I want to be more God conscious. I want to be so conscious of God that when I drive around, I'm talking to him. When I go to stores or wherever it might be, I want to be able to be a living witness for him. I don't want to be shy about praying with somebody whenever or whatever the circumstances is. I want to be the best person I can be. And you know, when I struggle, I want to be able to get back up again and keep going and say, God, be with me. Give me strength in my life because I need that strength. As I say often, I'm so thankful for the influence of my father and my mother and my three older brothers and my grandparents who just loved the Lord so much and they just wanted to live for him and they showed showed me Jesus by their lifestyle. Every one, every one of my brothers and my parents and my grandparents, my mom's uh, parents, they, my mom's mother had five free Methodists uh, pastors in her family. And so we came from that. And my father's family was uh, Catholic, but dad went, was, was Church of God, which I am today. But uh, you know what? And what I like about the Church of God, our, our we call us a movement, is that we're very inclusive of all people who believe in Christ. We want anybody who believes in Christ uh, to to walk with him, and they're a part of the church, part of God's church. And I just, I think it's so important that we're a part of God's church. Sometimes I get a little frustrated, and I hear people say, well, we go to this church, and it is the only church. Well, then you're not reading the Bible very carefully. I would read through Ephesians and Galatians, and certainly read through the seven churches in Revelation, because uh, we are all getting uh, encouraged by Paul and by John and by Jesus to be the best we can be. So let's just read uh, part of the sixth chapter of Galatians today. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore them gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Folks, I'm just going to take that verse right there. He says, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit, you who are out there are living by God, you're walking with God, help restore that person. But what does he say? He doesn't say beat him over the head with a club and say, you need Jesus, you're making horrible mistakes. He says, restore them gently. Talk to them gently. Encourage them to make better decisions. Let them know you're praying for them. But we don't want people to get away with sin. Too many times, 
with our children. We let them get away with horrendous sin because we don't want to hurt their feelings. We'd rather see them go to hell than to follow Jesus. And so we say nothing because we just want this life now. Folks, this world is coming to an end. This world is coming to an end, and Jesus is coming again, and it may be soon. And I'm telling you, stand up for the promises of God. But when you deal with your children, and when you deal with some of your friends that are not walking with God, do it gently. And then he says the last part of this verse, but watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Because sometimes people think they're good. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm solid. I'm good. And I'm, I'm, I'm above that. So I'm going to do this. Watch your attitudes. Or you'll be tempted too. You'll fall victim. You know what? None of us have reached it. None of us. And Paul says, I, I press forward to the high calling of God. I press on. I have not yet reached it. Folks, none of us have not, uh, have not yet reached it. And the enemy would love to take us down. Who would he love to take down most? Christians, people of God, pastors. He would love to take us down. And I'm telling you what, God help us. Lord, help me. God, help me to be a man of God. Lord, please help me. And please help our listeners today that we'd be sincere about our walk with you. Verse 2 says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. Like I was telling you about Greenleaf. Man, I've been carrying that burden. It, it is weighed heavily on my heart because I hurt so much for this, for this family and for this this. Uh, school. I just so want the Spirit of God to use it for His glory somehow, some way. It's hard to say that God uses tragedy for those things. When I lost, and Denise and I lost our son 35 years ago, well, 1992, so almost 36 years ago, and you know, and it it was a terrible, it was a terrible tragedy. But you know what? It took a while. But God used it for his glory. Numbers of people came to Jesus because of the story, because of what happened and how God worked. God wants to work in the midst of your life no matter what the situation is. You know, if anyone else, and this is what the Bible says in verse uh, 3, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they should take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. So easy to compare to someone else. I mean, I remember growing up, I thought, I must not be a Christian. I can't be anything like my dad. My dad just lives in the spirit. And I thought, Lord, there's something wrong with me. I don't live in the spirit like he lives in the spirit. No, you're responsible for yourself. Take action. Take a test of your own action. Where are you at with Jesus Christ? Where is your focus? Do you love him so much that you can't wait to be in the house of God on Sunday? You can't wait to spend time in prayer? You can't wait to open the word? You can't wait to talk to him in your car? How much do you love him? Do you really love him? You know what? God has something big for you. And he wants all of us to get turned on to him. To really get turned on to him. Our Heavenly Father, as I close today... I pray that we would walk with you in such a way that our passion would show to the world, that they would see Jesus in us. And Lord, certainly help us in our weaknesses. Give us strength to overcome. And God, I thank you for all these listeners. And I pray your blessings upon their life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.